This is China. Welcome back to another episode of Shades Talks, the podcast. I think when I was going through that tough time, it tore away at my mental health as well. Do you guys think that money affects your mental health sometimes? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I think it attacks your, it, it, I think it causes anxiety. And you guys know that anxiety, you know, turns into insomnia sometimes. Like it's, it. how do you think that a person can go around that? How do they have a better relationship with money? What's your thoughts? So, because <laughs> she always seems like she has money, I, she gonna eat what she want to eat. She don't never seem to let it phase her. <laughs> I be wondering. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I really don't really get stressed out about money. I mean, I, again, I'm not rich and I'm not making a million dollars. I live within my means, and but I had to learn that because as I was younger, I did not. I love fashion. I was so young and dumb. I would go ahead and spend four hundred dollars on one outfit, and was like, "Dang, I don't pay my car note. <laughs> I'm be cute in this outfit, but I'm gonna be walking." So I had to learn at a young age, and my brothers used to be telling me, like, one of my brothers, he was like, "You can spend five, six hundred dollars on an outfit, but you can't pay your bills." <laughs> he was like, "Sis, you gotta do better." But, you know, I, I literally learned at a young age. So as I got older and then I had, I think it really motherhood probably kind of taught me responsibilities. Unfortunately, mm. uh, my daughter, she was my first child. And I was like, oh, she ain't going to want for nothing. I didn't want for nothing growing up, to be honest. My parents was not rich, but we never went without anything. We yeah. always had clothes on our backs. Yes food on the table. They was great providers. And so I was like, I'm going to be the same way because I can't continue to spend these five, six hundred dollars on these outfits and I had no where to get my child to make care. Yeah. <laughs> so with me, I just had to learn over a period of time and now I kind of like put money aside for vacations and I, like again, I'm not rich, but I put a certain amount aside and I live life purposely. So I'm still going to call you out. I, I have a very, very, very unhealthy relationship with money. I have always had a difficult time buying stuff for myself, uh, treating myself. I have certain things. I might spend a little bit on electronics. I'm just, I'll put that out there and craft. But we go out to dinner and I promise you, before I look at what I want to eat, I look at how much does it cost? Every single time I have been out with Shiva. I don't think she pays any attention to how much her food costs because food is a necessity. And food for me, food and hair extensions is something I do not <laughs> put a price on. So I, lo I love weed, y'all. Hey, we I mean, but I look at that as, as <laughs> this is life. This is something that I'm going to do. And I'm going to eat good because I'm not a fast food person like that. 
I like to eat and I want to enjoy it. And I love food. And that is true. <laughs> Everybody does have that thing. Um, yeah. But I think for me, I don't really have anxiety about money. Um, I, I don't think I ever really did have anxiety about money. Um, my parents were rich, but they made sure that we lived a very stable life. I've never, our cars never got repoed. Our house never was in foreclosure. We lived in the same house for, went from Brookdale Hospital to the house, Brownstone in Brooklyn, New York, and I left to get married. So we lived in that same house practically my whole entire life as a single person. And so my parents always taught us not to live beyond your means, good and bad. Because at that point, it's like, you know, I didn't really learn the investment part. Um, with me and my household, I partner faith with wisdom. Mm. I am a tither and I have much faith that, you know what, God has brought me this far. I don't, honestly, I don't believe I'm ever going to be in a position where I don't have somewhere to pull from. Mm-hmm. You know, he's surrounding me with people. If I'm ever in that position, I know I can go to Michelle's house, I can go to China's house, I can mm-hmm. go to Sheba's house, mm-hmm. I'm going to Grenada. <laughs> I'm just. Because the way God has had the favor over my life, I and, and then the wisdom that comes with that, you know, just because I have that doesn't mean I'm spending crazy. Ten you percent know, of my tithing in my household is a must, um, and so that keeps me from the anxiety piece. Mm-hmm. There was a time where my car got re- before I got married to my husband. My car got repossessed, mm-hmm. and I remember calling Tanya. The connector. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my mother happened to be, I had surgery because I had just left Lashana's house because no one was there to take care of me. So when I had surgery, Lashana, I went to Lashana's house. She took care of me. And then my mother came into town. So I went back to my house. And my brother rang the bell. He was like, I didn't think he was home. I said, why not? He said, y'all come that out there. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I still have. And by the end of that day, my car was back in my house. I, it, it got to the point where I was married previously. My ex-husband had my name on some of these credit cards. One thing led to another. And I thought I could manage handling everything. And I ended up missing two payments. And that's all it took for Honda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it taught me a hard lesson. But honestly, even in that situation... So then it was in Villarica. I called Tanya. I was like, can you take me to Villarica? I got this money. I'm going to get my car out of, you know. Was I, I was more embarrassed than anything else. But I wasn't anxious at the fact that I would have a car. You were living in Stone Mountain, right? I was living in Stone Mountain. And they took your car all the they way to Villarica? They took my car to Villarica. That's wow. damn near Alabama. <laughs> Wow. And, you know, I was new to Georgia at the time. I wasn't even here. You home. didn't know. Exactly. I didn't know. And mm-hmm. Tony was like, Bill Rick. I was like, yes, can I get a ride to the Rick? <laughs> 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 oh, my Lord. Because, but I didn't, there was a time I didn't have hot water. Yeah. And I was like, China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and y'all have a shower and nice bath. And your husband, you know, sister got bathed. Y'all know right. about Emily. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I am going to. I would go to, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the bottom line was, there was time where I was around, but I never had the anxiety because I've had the peace that God was. He He's had He had me, mm-hmm. and that for me mm-hmm. was where the anxiety, honestly, you know, left. Mm-hmm. 
to all of that. Wow. It's just coming to that that piece that this too shall pass right right and and not to stress it's always a learning i learned let me tell you what never happened to me again a repo a repo (laughs) (laughs) a repo miller can i see you (laughs) my god but you know what though i honestly think that if you and most people just don't know, especially when they're younger, right? But I think it comes up from if your parents never taught you about it, you know, and that's why I, I try to tell my daughter, you know, I taught her how to cook because I'm like, if something happens to me, I need you to know how to cook for yourself, you know? And now I'm trying to get her to understand money and the different values of it. Um, you know, like it can either be good for you or it can be bad for you, but money does not equal your happiness. And that's actually one of the myths I, I looked it up. It's like that's a, a myth that money brings you happiness. <laughs> no, I think that money helps it to helps. give you the things you need to be happy, but I don't know if it's Absolutely you know because if you take it away, I'ma still be cool. Cause how many times we ate noodles together or chips and ice cream and just chilled on the couch. That's hard. You, you yeah. know what's funny? A lot of times in my life things I had better relationships when I had less money. So, you know, even with, with my children, my first house that I bought, that's good. Me and my kids' bedroom, yeah. we can look across the hall at each other. What you doing? <laughs> you better cut it out. <laughs> oh, she going to the bathroom. I heard every creep. My kids learned to clean their bathroom because it was the bathroom for company. So it had to be clean. Mm-hmm. Then I get a mini mansion. I have five bedrooms, five bathrooms. Everybody has their own bathroom. Nobody has to go in their bathroom. I don't know if those things are clean or dirty. Um, I do. I, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, because you actually did take showers in the bathroom. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, I had to call upstairs. The closeness was not the same. The intimacy was not the same. I've had more fun riding a bus with someone sometimes than everybody driving their car somewhere and we don't have that time to talk. So you, you know, I I had told Michelle this when you were going through your hard time. Mm -hmm. And I said, first of all, not everybody's going to be a millionaire and that's okay. I think it's a myth in life that we tell everybody they need to be a millionaire to be happy because there are people who are going to live and die and never make a million dollars at one time. And they may have had a great life. They had a great family. They had the love of their life. They ate good food. They cooked good food. They went on vacation, never had a million dollars. So this idea that you have to have a million dollars to be happy is false. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I said to her, I said, what do you want? Mm -hmm. I said, she said, well, I want to be able to pay my, for where I live. Mm -hmm. I want, you know, she listed her things that she wanted. I said, let's add that up. I said, you need to make $150,000 a year. That's what you need to do. You don't need a million dollars to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So why do we put this million dollar idea out in the world? You know, really figuring out and across the board with everything in life, I think really understanding what your goals are. Because sometimes we're telling ourselves we're losing when we don't even know what we want or mm. what what how to win the game. That's so the I, first thing is to figure out how to win the game. And I also do want to say I really love your faith seems to carry you. I'm not as faithful 
I do love the Lord, but I'm always afraid of the worst. Mm-hmm. And it seems like your faith really just helps you to carry through and not be so fearful and can enjoy what you have. Well, I think that's because you've been through the worst. So you don't want to experience it again. Do again, not. it goes back to, <laughs> you know, the, the things that have happened to us, not just as children, but as adults has mm-hmm. tainted, you know, our our view on what life is supposed to be and how we're supposed to spend money and, you know, things of that nature. But a lot of that is because of what we're seeing out in the world and what we're comparing our lives to. Okay. You know, my divorce was a horrible divorce. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't know, one year I said, Emily, do you think about ever getting married? Do you think you'll ever remarry? And I, my, my, the ink wasn't even fresh on my divorce. And I was like, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. even though it was the worst thing, that could, the worst heartbreak I could have ever thought of mm-hmm. because I was really in love with this man. Mm-hmm. And so because it was the worst heartbreak I could have ever thought of, I knew for a fact I was designed to be a wife. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what happened, I knew who I was created to be. Mm-hmm. So that did not taint what I was going to move forward in doing. So a lot of it is knowing who we are and what we were created for. I was just going to say, honey, but the king he gave you in replace, honey. I'm just saying. <laughs> the king he gave you, honey. Yes. So. And that's what I'm thinking. You thought, you thought I was walking away from something so devastating mm-hmm. because it was devastating. The money. You know, the money. The, mm-hmm. I moved to a whole nother state. Mm-hmm. You all saw how I was living, getting repossessed. Like, it was just, it wasn't, I'm just, I'm just saying, it wasn't just the ink on the paper. It was everything that followed for two, three, four years. Yeah. And then, Y'all know my Mr. Winston, mm-hmm. my Mr. Perez, mm-hmm. okay, that I am with today. My ex-husband couldn't touch with the 10-foot pole. Couldn't touch him. I mean, I know, it's val- I, I know it's Valentine's Month. Yes. <laughs> but the topic of this podcast is money matters. We're going to get into yes. love and relationships, yes. but though. But thank you, Tarina. I appreciate you, know, you yeah. saying that. Yes, and acknowledging yeah. that. I do appreciate that. Yes. But I, I think also in... And what you're speaking about, again, you talked about goals. When you really look at people who are truly successful, they already have an idea for the life that they want. Mm -hmm. And I think for me personally, I lived in survival, which which is the base of a lot of the problems for us Black people who started off on a, a, you know, lower, Mm -hmm. lower income income level level when you know growing up i just was trying to survive my whole life till this point it it wasn't till now because you know i didn't get money when i was younger but i always wanted to look neat i didn't get a lot of clothes i didn't know how to get money when i started making money you know just with a regular job I still was just trying to survive because I had my daughter early. My stepson just turned 18. Girl, we got to be finished with this, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are finished with spending money on children. <laughs> and so I say that to say, I'm just now saying, what do you want? Because up to this point, I've been on defense instead of offense. Mm. And I think I've also been on defense instead of offense with my money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I paid for what I needed to pay for. We've have three kids that we've put, you know, through college yes. and, and all the activities that have gone with that. Mm-hmm. We, 
this 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 18 year old just had all this sports stuff every second we still got to get through senior year okay mm-hmm. um so i've always had to just come up with the money for those things and so i never stopped to ask myself where do i want to go and i think intention is going to be really important and i never had it I just was defensive and reactionary to everything that came my way, yeah. which also led me to hoard. So I, I have saved. You know, I was telling Ashana, you know, I, I have, I could probably live on savings, but I haven't done a good job investing because I'm so scared not to have liquid cash available.